WYY Casper, a Town Square media station. This is Luke Holmes. I am Morgan Wallen. I'm Riley Green. I'm Travis Denning. Hey, I'm Aaron Lewis. Hey, it's Luke Bryan. I'm Tim McGraw. What's up? This is Ian Munsick. Ah, uh, this is Craig Morgan. And you're listening to Wyoming Hooking and Hunting Outdoors. My Country 95.5. Welcome in. We are doing some hooking and hunting and conversating over the next hour of great information from Wyoming Game and Fish Department. There's job openings in that organization. You'll have an opportunity to find out how to get involved. We'll, uh, we have a question this morning about the new, uh, I guess it was a mandate that came out about hunter safety education cards. If you've taken it in the past, you know, you've got to have that card with you to get a license. We'll talk to Janet about that in just a little while. Brian Woodward from Rocky Mountain Discount Sports is on the show as always. We'll talk about what's happening over at the show, see if we've got any info on the ammo shortage and issues. And we've actually got a question for Brian today that came in on the My Country 95.5 mobile app all about purchasing guns for your family members. So we'll get to that a little bit later on today. If you have a question for any of the folks we have on this program, uh, whether it's this week or somebody we've had in the past, you can always go let us know at the My Country 95.5 mobile app. Let's get to it. What do you say? It's Wyoming hooking and hunting outdoors on My Country 95.5. One of the great parts of doing this show is being able to talk to Wyoming Game and Fish every week, and Janet is always with us to Give us information that we need and we love. And, Janet, it's hard to believe that we're already toward the latter half of the year, which means there's been a lot of hunting that's been going on over the last couple of months. And really, we're just getting heated up for the rest of the year. Oh, of course. And and those folks that know all about hunting know that we're just kind of at the tip of the iceberg. We have, you know, some seasons that go clear into January. So we're we're still out there a lot, which is why I'm here talking by myself. Yeah. Because I couldn't, I cannot recruit anyone out of the field to come and talk to me this week. And that's been really the, the hard part. So some of the folks that we have talked to uh, maintain uh, a lot of the wildlife and and, uh, maintain a lot of the lands that we uh, are able to go out and hunt. And ones that we haven't really talked a whole lot about are the ones that are, you know, really the the, uh, enforcers of the group. And that's the game wardens. Um, while a game warden position is 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, right now really is their extremely busy time. And so they're out in the field doing everything that they love to do, but primarily working on the part of their job that is law enforcement. You know, the, the game warden job encompasses so much in addition to law enforcement. They do a lot of the wildlife management. 
They deal with wildlife conflict and, you know, they deal with the public. And so this is clearly their favorite time of year because they're out there on the ground talking with the hunters, listening to what the hunters are seeing, making sure that they're able to manage the wildlife um, in, in a very lawful way that, that they need to since it is the public's wildlife. And so it's it's an exciting time of year. One of the great things that I love about Game and Fish is the fact that everyone that works in Game and Fish has some sort of love for the outdoors, for hunting, for fishing, or just really the outdoors in general. And that doesn't stop at the game wardens. These guys are, and gals are they're hunters, they're they're anglers. They're out doing exactly what everyone else is, but they're trying to make sure that everyone's staying in line. That's exactly right. And, and you know, we always laugh because all of us get into this job for exactly the same reasons. We love Wyoming. We love the outdoors. And we're working 80, 90, 100-hour weeks um, continually pretty much from August and through January. And so sometimes we don't get the opportunity to take that time for ourselves and enjoy the outdoors. And you can only imagine what it's like to have your office in a truck, to be traveling around your district, around your state, visiting with people, seeing things that wildlife are doing on the ground that a lot of people never get to see. What are some some of the duties of a game warden that maybe just the average Joe doesn't really understand? Well, I think a lot of times when people think about a game warden, obviously the law enforcement side of things really comes into play because that's oftentimes when they engage with the public is doing law enforcement checks. But they are critical to the wildlife management side of things. They help do a lot of our um management counts, whether they're dealing with wildlife conflict. So, you know, there's just so many things that people don't recognize. So being a game warden just has, is there so much more to it than the enforcement side of things? And and I think sometimes people miss that. Because Wyoming is the ninth biggest state in the country, but we only have 600,000 residents that are here, people think, well, why do we need so many game wardens? Well, the game part is a major impact on what Wyoming has to offer. Absolutely. But one of the things that you mentioned, Drew, is why do we have so many? Um, for those folks who have tried to get a game warden job in the past, you do know that it is very challenging. And one of the reasons that it is very challenging is because we don't have that many game wardens in Wyoming. And it's really set up in a, in a great system where every game warden has um, their own district, um, about 70 to 90 across the state um, at any one time. And so it's it's not overwhelming, but it makes it very difficult to get a job. And right now is actually a critical time for a lot of folks that are interested in, in moving into a game warden position because we're looking for folks to be retiring in the next several years or, or possibly even moving on to another job. Um, the end of October until November 18th, people have the opportunity to apply for this very long process process to become a game warden. And so if they put their application in now, um, it, it's, it, you know, by next August, we'll really be having boots on the ground doing what everybody loves to do. We know the game wardens have a lot to do with the law enforcement side of the outdoors, but what are other prerequisites that I need to have if I want to be a game warden? Most of the people that do apply for 
um, a game and fish job do have a background in wildlife management. And that is one of the prerequisites is to have a bachelor's degree with a minimum of 20 hours towards wildlife management work. Um, if you still have those, those background in some of those classes that count, that, that is fantastic and you should consider applying. This first round will, will let people know if they qualify or not. And even if you don't have your bachelor's degree completed, but you're looking to be done with school by the, the end of May, people should really look to apply now because it is a year-long process to get to get everybody out through this. We do psych exams, we do personality profiles. It's it's really a long process. And so so I highly encourage people to be looking on our website right now and to get your application in. All you have to do to get the process started is go to wgfd.yo.gov and go to the law enforcement tab and that's where you'll find the application and get the process going. You nailed it, Drew. And there's some really great information on there. It's it's really pretty critical to to spend some time on that web page and learn because it's it's got a lot of great information and, and we really want great people. My Country 95.5. You're listening to Wyoming Hooking and Hunting Outdoors. Game and Fish, always open and welcoming your questions. You can ask anything you would like as long as it has to do with, of course, game and fish. We don't need any fashion questions here but uh if you have a question for janet or any of the other folks at game and fish hit us up at the my country 95.5 mobile app and ask there are no dumb questions uh we always try to answer everything that we get in and we actually have a question in from sam and uh, sam saw something about a hunter's education courses in your cards and janet you and i kind of chit-chatted about this before uh, there's not a big change that's happening. Uh, obviously, the uh, hunter's education programs are still very important, and you need to take those. It's just all in the way the cards are distributed if you need a replacement card. That's exactly right, Drew. And, and just for the record, if we do have fashion questions, more than happy to, to tackle favorite camo or favorite orange hat questions. Okay. I noted, noted. Yes. Yes. Some people have, you know, important, important questions to ask, but I, you know, I do want to get back to the, the hunter safety cards. And as you know, everyone that is born after January 1st, 1966 must pass a hunter education course to be able to hunt in the field in Wyoming. And so there's a lot of folks who have taken hunter education. And so some things are going to be changing at the end of this year. Essentially what's happening is the Game and Fish Department is going to a new company, a new way of managing folks that take our classes. And so hopefully it will be easier for people to sign up and hopefully it will be easier for us to track who they are and make sure that we get them in the system accurately. So if you're like me and you took hunter safety when you were in ninth grade from Mrs. Jones at Dean Morgan, (laughs) you can still find your card that many years later. And so right now you can go online and print as many cards as you want and it is free. But after December 31st, this new company will be charging a $10 replacement fee. And that's because right now it's just a paper card that you get that you can print off. But the new company will be providing a nice hard card that will be kind of like your driver's license that will live in your wallet forever and ever and ever. And so, you know, we just want to let people know that now is your opportunity to get as many free cards as you want. And you can laminate them. You can run to Staples or any of the other 
our supply companies and get them laminated and have them for free. So if you're hunting in Wyoming, you've gone through the class at some point in your life and you just got to have that card with you. But one of the things that I think people don't realize is that if you purchase a hunting license, your hunter education card will be printed on your license, right? And that is valid for proof of hunter education in the field. So like when I get my antelope license, it's right on there. It has it has my entire card number printed on there. So I don't have to worry about finding my card from whenever that was. So it is um, really important that people recognize that, you know, gosh, this isn't something huge and dire because here is the number and that is good. But people also need to take a look at their hunting license. And if it is not on there, Definitely give the Cheyenne office a call at 777-4600 and tell them, and we will make a huge effort to link those. There was a period of time when they weren't linking into the, the hunting license database, and so we do want to make sure that if that is missing off your license that we can certainly um, make that gap. Awesome. Thank you so much, Janet. Now, if you have a question for Game and Fish or any other guests that we have on this program, you can go leave that question the My Country 95.5 mobile app. My Country 95.5. You're listening to Wyoming Hooking and Hunting Outdoors. It's a big day, as always, with Rocky Mountain Discount Sports here with Brian Woodward, the manager here. And, Brian, I, I, we're kind of in a lull right now when it comes to a lot of the outdoorsy things, right? Well, we're uh, we're definitely between the snow seasons, and uh, most of the hunting seasons are still in uh, – in force, but a lot of the late season uh, tags are just starting to roll around. So some late season cow tags and a few few areas that have a split with the uh, bull seasons. Now, have you heard anything from any of the uh, the folks coming into the store about how they're doing, or they're seeing a lot of the uh, the, the animals? You know, it's it's kind of like every year. I mean, you got some guys that are just uh, you know seeing a lot of animals and they're packing in there quite a ways, and and they're having some pretty good success. We've seen some nice nice animals harvested this year. But um, it's hunting, and those uh, those critters, they got legs, and uh, they're not where you always want them to be. <laughs> and they call it hunting for a reason, right? Oh, well, they do. Killing. That's right. <laughs> so uh, the store, I've noticed a lot of inventory is in here. I, we still have the ammo issue. Uh, we were just talking about uh, some of the upland bird hunting where that's kind of being a, becoming a problem. Well, it's um, it's definitely a challenge. I mean, we talked about this a few weeks ago where, you know, it's going to be just a matter of uh, knocking on your neighbor's door. And uh, if you're the guy that's heading down to Springer or Glendo and steel shot is required, uh, unfortunately, steel shot's been tough to get. So, you know, dig deep into your closets and your pockets of your vest and uh, dig out what you can find. Um, but uh, definitely, I mean, I, I wouldn't be out there shooting lead in uh, those areas that are restricted. Right. You don't want to get the, the repercussions of that one. <laughs> we don't need the popo on us. No. <laughs> <laughs> so looking at the forecast weather-wise for the next couple of weeks, we're going to be hanging in the like upper 40s in, in the day and 30s at night. So if you're going out to hunt, you kind of got a, the gamut of, of temperatures. Yeah, you know, we, uh, we, we hunted some antelope yesterday and it was a little chilly in the morning but uh, we were we were basically hunting in sweatshirts and by the time we were dragging them out we were in our t-shirts so yeah so you would recommend some of the the great uh, I guess the underbase that you have were very wicking 
uh, material at this point. Yeah, I mean, we're in Wyoming, so we're, we're used to layering up anyways. But, uh, you know, something windproof uh, with some, some storm, uh, like Under Armour Storm, uh, the base layer is definitely important. But, you know, it's just a, a matter of uh, being comfortable. I mean, if you're, if you're one of those hunters, even if you're bird hunting and you're, you're covering a lot of ground, you're going to probably perspire a little bit and you need something that you can either shed those clothes off from as you're walking or, you know, keep yourself vented well. And it's always nice. You get a pack. You can get a pack here at Rocky Mountain Discount Sports, and actually you can load it up with your morning stuff and then your afternoon stuff and then back to the morning stuff for the evening, right? Oh, oh yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, we're, we're really starting to uh, focus in on the bird hunting, you know, for us. You know, the, the bird farm outside of town here has opened up, and they got plenty of birds. And, you know, we usually try to get out there a few times and chase some of those pheasants and chuckers around and, uh, we've got quite a bit of um, the like bird bird vests and that kind of stuff for the season, and you can shoot lead, and lead's been a little bit easier to uh, acquire out there. So, all right, well, get over here and check it out. Cy Avenue, right here in the middle of, of Casper, Rocky Mountain Discount Sports for all your outdoor needs. You're listening to Wyoming Hooking and Hunting Outdoors, My Country 95.5. One of the parts that I love about this show is that everyone we have on here is very informative and very opening to answering any questions that you have. We actually had a question come in from Steve, and Steve's going to buy his son a rifle for Christmas, and he wants to be able to give it to his son and not have to worry. And the question is, if he buys it for him as a teen, obviously the teen isn't old enough to have it, but when it gets to that age, what kind of a procedure is it for him to pass that gun on to his son? Well, the legality of like purchasing a gun for a family member is really pretty simple. I mean, as long as as long as you know that that person can legally own a gun, doesn't have a felony, and doesn't have any other legal restrictions for him preventing to own a gun, as a parent, uh, you can uh, buy a gun for your son or daughter, and you can gift it to them. That's not a problem. It's not considered a straw purchase. Um, the only thing with the straw purchase purchase is when it comes down to purchasing a gun for somebody that knowingly can't own a gun so if i'm trying to buy drew a gun and i know that drew has a felony then i've created my created myself a felony and uh, i'm going to be liable but in terms of gifting that gun to your son if for some reason down the road you just want to make sure that that gun is in your son's name and in wyoming the guns aren't per se registered um but you can always bring it back into an FFL. They can log it in and then uh, run paperwork and transfer it over to your son or daughter's name. Probably not really necessary. The easiest way to do that, especially with a family member, is just write yourself up a bill of sale or a receipt that says, hey, I gifted Drew, my son, uh, this Winchester rifle, serial number, blah, blah, blah. And uh, just to show the, the progression of where that gun is being um, uh, transferred to and what would normally would happen is like you would probably never come up but let's just say that 20 years from now that particular rifle is found in the bottom of a lake and they uh, possibly think that it had to be involved in a crime they would go to Winchester and say hey Winchester we have this serial number off a gun Winchester would say well we shipped that to Rocky Mountain Discount Sports I'd pull my paperwork said well I sold that gun to Drew they would now come to you and say, hey, Drew, where's this gun that you bought? Oh, well, I gave that to my son. 
Then they'd go to your son. Well, I sold that to a pawn shop. And so you just want to be able to track the progression of where that gun is along the way. So it is quite the process if you get into it really deeply then. Yeah, I mean, for, for trackability, they I mean, the ATF, they want, the FBI, they want to know where the guns are. Um, but there's some legwork on their part. There's not a... Uh, currently, there's not like a national database that says, okay, Drew came into the store and purchased a Winchester 30 6 This is the serial number. When we actually call to verify whether or not Drew can o- own a gun or a firearm, uh, all they know is that it's a long gun, a pistol, um, or an other. So they don't really know that you bought a Winchester unless they were to contact us, pull the paperwork, and go from there. So. Okay, so so that's a, a great answer for Steve. So really, if you're buying it for your son, you're in the clear, you're good to go. Absolutely. Yep. Awesome. Well, if you're looking to buy a firearm, Rocky Mountain Discount Sports is the place to do it. Yep, and we have layaway, and now's the time before Christmas to get it, get it pulled and get it on layaway. Awesome. Thank you so much. All right, thanks, Drew. All right, if you have any questions for any of us on this program, or you have a suggestion or maybe a comment, you can go do that at the Mind Country 95.5 mobile app. Thanks again for tuning in. As always, we have another episode a week from today. So make sure you tune in and you can go on demand at Mind Country 95.5 mobile app to listen to all of our episodes. It's Wyoming hooking and hunting outdoors on My Country 95.5.